You're listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast. For more information on Dayton Christian Center, you can visit dcctx.church. Now let's join in for this week's message. It's been a long winter, to say the least. And uh, uh, I guess about a month or two ago, I couldn't stand up here and preach this message that I'm fixing to have to give. Because I, uh, I didn't know what it was going to take me to get to this spot today. I didn't know what I was going to have to go through. And so today I want to encourage you, if you're going through something, just hang in there. Because it, it'll get better. And, I, and a month ago, even a week ago, I didn't think it was going to get any better. If, in fact, I was, I, it was just, I remember going inside the house and I sat down with Taylor and I just was like, you'll never believe this was happening. We, it was almost to the extent where we just laughed about it because it was like, what else, you know? And so what I want to start with today is just hang in there. And uh, with all that's going on in the world, in our homes and in our communities and schools and churches, in the states of politics and now even the world abroad, it's hard to know what's going on. Just when you think it can't get any crazier, it gets crazier. And as people, we think, what are we going to do? I know for me, um, I wonder what, what's life going to look like for my kids growing up. I got a three-year-old and a, a, a seven-month-old, and it's like, what's, what's life going to, you know, I caught myself thinking, like, what's, what's life going to be like for those kids growing up? And uh, this, this past month, like I said, we've been in a season. It felt like everything I touched or had come in contact with turned to the worst. Everything I put my hand to, it says, the, the Bible's sitting here telling me that everything my hand touches, it'll prosper. And I mean, I'm watching it die in my hands, you know, and I'm like, Lord, didn't you say, you know, but yet I'll praise you. And so I want to encourage you, man, we've had some rough times in the past week or two. And yet I got to stand there and watch it die and say, Lord, yet I'll praise you. And so I just want to tell you, just hang in there. And, and uh, some of our closest relationships with friends and family and business partner where they're under attack and have been under attack, we, you know, it, it's, it's like we're, we're preaching and we're doing all the things and then, you know, you, you just stay under attack and, and uh, it's, it's not what you think it is. And, and as a human and me being the type of person that I am, I had this mentality of, I'll fix it. Let me fix it. Let me just fix it. Let me do this. And that's what that song is so powerful. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. And, and you, you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, and then you get to this, and it says, the very next sentence, it says, I'll prepare a table you in the presence of your enemy. And I remember this, this a few days ago, we went to pick up a horse, and we went to load this horse in the trailer, and the horse just flips over backwards. And I just look, and I'm like, holy smokes, this horse just flipped over backwards. You know, and it messes her head up and her eye, and I'm like, get in the trailer, <laughs> you know. But I go home, and I tell my wife, and I'm like, hey, this happened, you know. This is, at this point, it's funny now, you know what I mean? It's like, holy cow. And then, you know, then immediately the enemy comes, and he starts telling me all these things. And then the guy calls, and he's kind of upset with me about it. And I had to, like take it all in because I felt like I was doing the right thing at the time. You know, like, what, what are we doing here? And, and I just had to stop and think. And I remember the Lord coming to me right then when the enemy was telling me that I wasn't going to make it. And this guy was going to be mad. And, and I had rode horses for this guy for seven or eight years, nonstop. There had been a horse at my house for this guy for seven years, nonstop. 
I mean, that was my business. That was what, that's how I provide for my family. And all of a sudden, the enemy's coming in and he's trying to, trying to wreak havoc in that relationship. And I said, and I told Taylor, I said, we'll, we'll, we'll pull the plug on business before I ruin a relationship. We're, we're way more important in, in the relationships. My relationship with people matters more to me than business. And business is good, and God wants us blessed, but at the end of the day, it's my relationship with my brother-in-law. It's my relationship with people that matter to me that's way more important. And uh, even looking back, where did I get off course, and why is this happening to me? Or why? why what's, what's going on? In Ephesians 6, verse 12, it says, We do not war with flesh and blood. And so my family and my friends and so forth and people that I work with, they're not, they're not my enemy. And you have to realize that. And the title of my message is, Who's in Charge Here? In uh, Psalms 22, verse 12, it says, Many bulls have surrounded me. The bulls of Bashan have encircled me. And I think to myself, you know, as we were going through this, we preach and we're connected and we do all these things. And, and we just, it just kept going through my mind to the point of a depression. I mean, I thought myself into a depression where I can't fix this. I can't fix this. And, and that's what I was going back to that story. I remember leaving there, and I want to make this right, and I want to call this guy and tell him, hey, I'm sorry. I did, you know, maybe I could have did something different or had done something different. And I remember the Lord telling me, you just sit at the table, and I'll take care of this one. You just sit at my table, and, and, and you, that's hard because as humans, we, I messed up, and I want to fix it. I want to do everything in my power. And let me tell you, you'll go broke trying to fix something that you just can't fix. You know what I mean? <laughs> and there's going to come times that, yes, you can fix these things, but there's sometimes you just got to sit at the table, and the Lord says, hey, you sit at my table, and you, and you have peace, and I will take care of this battle. This one's mine. You just hang in there, and you sit down at the table and, and eat, and I'm going to take care of it. And uh, in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, it says, At least I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the relationships, and a, and a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted and uh, above measure. Concerning this, Thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I most glad, therefore, most gladly, I rather boast in my infirmities, reproaches in needs, in persecution, in distress, for Christ's sakes. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And uh, I, I know for me and, and, and men, men especially here today, uh, I want to encourage you to take off the pressure. Take the pressure off of you. It's going to be all right. And, and I know things seems a little uncertain right now, and it's easy to get your, your eyes fixed on the wrong things. And there are going to be things in life, like I said, that you just can't fix. But you have to remember, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. When I can go to God and God says, hey, God, I go to God and says, hey, I'm in a bind. I'm, you know, this is happening. God knows that. Like David said, he's right there. And like when he feel, I tell you what, the last month, God, it felt like I was, I didn't even want to preach because I'm like, I don't even know if I'm hearing from God right now, you know? And, and it seems like, and it seems like God will, people will call on you to preach more when you don't feel like you can, you know? And you, you're like, I, I don't even know if I'm saved right now, you know? It's been a, 
You know, I've had to do a lot of repenting to the guys that, that helped me out every day. And, I, you know, I felt like a, a fool at times. And, uh, but uh, I just remember for when I'm weak, then I'm strong. And uh, find yourself a place. Encourage yourself. Get someone that isn't going to pat you on the back, but says, hey, get up and dust off and keep moving. And in the last, uh, I guess this morning I was getting up, and in in Proverbs it says, iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens the countenance of his brother. And and that word countenance, if you look it up in the the Bible, it talks about God's countenance. And I sharpen my countenance. When I sharpen iron with my brother, and that's why it's important who you sharpen iron with. Because I I can sit here and I can bounce back ideas and I... People can get on my bandwagon. I can get a hundred people mad at one guy. You know what I mean? If I if I sit there and bellyache enough, I can get all these people on my. I'm sharpening iron, and they're on my team. But no, that ain't what God says. Be sure you you know who you're sharpening iron with, and they're 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 telling you the God what God. Hey, you know what? You messed up, and go make it right, or or do you follow God on that? And it's very important who you sharpen iron with. Taylor and I have, the Jimmy called me the other day, and Taylor and I were sitting there, and he said, what are you doing? I said, I'm sitting down visiting my wife, visiting with my wife. And he says, hang on, i got to pull over. He goes, I, he goes, you do that? I was like, well, yeah, well, I've learned to do that. You know, it didn't happen overnight. And, uh, but, yeah, we, we, we sit down, we sharpen iron, because let me tell you, we were going through that, and I said, I, I don't know what depression is, but, man, I'm de- I guess I'm depressed. You know, like, I feel like I'm depressed. I mean, I'm heavy. It's heavy. It's dark. It's, man, I'm doing all the things that I think I'm supposed to be doing, and it just ain't working. And, and Taylor was like, you know, God told me to start praying for you a month ago for this season of life we're in. Wow. And so it was important that I sat down and I shared with her what was going on in my life at the time. Hey, take 10 minutes. Get up. If you if you got to be work at 7, get up at 6. You know what I mean? Go in there, sit down with her, talk to her. I, I sharpen iron with somebody that will tell you to get up and keep moving. So, sharpen iron with somebody that follows the Holy Spirit. And they're all, they've already been praying for you. And that's very important. And David encouraged himself in the Lord. In Psalms 42, 11, it says, Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why are you d- disgusted within me? Hope in God, for I will sh- yet praise him. For my help, the help of my countenance and my God. Yep. And when, you know, we were going through these, these uh, you know, we'd ran out of hay and, and then diesel's going up and the, the feed's going up. And, you know, like we <laughs> think we're doing really good and we're not doing very good. You know, it's <laughs> like everything's great and then it's just not great. And, and so, um, but when I, I remember... In that season or in that moment, you know, it's when this pro- when these problems occur. I don't see it as a problem or God's mad. Or, you know, I remember telling Taylor, I don't think God's mad at me. I don't feel like God's mad at me. And with everything that's going on right now, we're healthy. I got, you know, I got. We get to go in every night. I got two boys and a wife, and we get to sit down and eat. Like I don't feel like God's mad at me. If God was mad at me, I would definitely know it. And God, if God was mad at you, you wouldn't have to wonder, is God mad at me? You know? And, um, yeah, the question is not why God, but God, what are you trying to teach me? What are you trying to show me? I don't need a bailout. You know, I, I, 
I would preach and I would teach these Bible studies and I'm telling them like, hey, we ran out of hay. And they were like, man, we'll get you, we're going to get you a load of hay. And I was like, man, I don't want, I don't want a handout. I don't want a bailout because if you bail me out today, what's God showing me that I don't need to be bailed out of? What, you know what I mean? We, we, yes, God will get you out of a bind, but I don't, I don't, I don't need a handout. I don't want a handout. And I, I don't know if that's coming across rude, but it was like, God, show me how I got here and show me how to never get here again. You know what I mean? And so I don't need, I didn't want to, I didn't want, I didn't want nobody to come get me and pick me up and, you know, just, I I wanted to learn what I needed to learn in that season. And if you're in a season like that, don't, don't, don't look for somebody to come get you out of that. Sit there and figure it out what God's trying to show you in that season, because there is a purpose for your season that you're in. You know what I mean? And, and so we'll keep going. And uh, you got change is not a problem. You know, I had to change my thinking. I had to change my mindset. And uh, most of the time, it's just a mindset change. You know, I, I went from a, a, a decent, I remember coming to Christ and, man, we're conquering. We're, we're going after it. And then the enemy comes in and it's like, don't shoot any more arrows at me. You know, you go from offense to defense. And, and the Lord, and, and it's like, no, you're, we're, we're on offense. We stay on offense. We're going to go conquer this. We're going to go get this. We're going to go do this. And the first time the enemy comes in, we, oh, God, why is this happening? You know, keep that, keep that offensive mindset like, hey, no, we're fisting to go get this. You know, no matter what's coming against us, we're going to go get it. We're going to make it. We're going we're gonna to be all right. And uh, um, Israel's enemy... Taylor and I were talking about, you know, how if you look at Israel, their enemies are encamped all around them. I mean, even like today, if you look at look on the map and there's like a, a bright city and that's Israel, and then all around it is dark. It's his enemies. It's Israel's enemies. And, and it's like, it's almost to the point where God uses those to keep us on our toes. You know, because as Americans and uh, as people... I, you know, I have, I had a five-year plan. You know, I heard Keisha, uh, you, she always talked about, oh, we got a five-year plan. You know, and I, I was always chuckling at that. But as, as uh, we get complacent, you know, as Americans and as people, we, we get complacent. Oh, that won't happen to us. What's going on in Ukraine right now? Oh, pss, that ain't gonna happen to us. That ain't gonna. This ain't gonna. You know, my, my lights ain't gonna get turned off. Death ain't gonna come try to take over my cow business. You know what I mean? We get complacent, and but at times I think God will put those enemies around us to keep us on our toes. And you keep sharpening iron. That way, when they do come, I'm not taken off guard by it. In Matthew chapter seven, verse twenty-four, it says, "Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who has built his house on the rock." And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. And if you were here Wednesday and, and uh, you know, Haley had brought, talked about building my house. I mean, that's so important that, hey, the rains are coming. You know, we, we need everybody in this place. We, we, need, uh, we need people here. We need people with us. And, and in James... One verse two, it says, my brother, and count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the, the testing of your faith produces patience. In Hebrews 6, 11, it says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. 
What is God getting you ready for in this season of your life? Where are you headed from here? I mean, I, I've had to ask myself these same questions. God, what are you, where are you taking me and what are you getting me ready for? Okay, and what do I need to be sharpening up on? Uh, I know, you know, in the midst of all this, I just, I, I remember telling everybody, hey, when God goes, when, when you ain't hear from God, the best thing to do is stop what you're doing. You know what I mean? It's like, I felt like God wasn't talking no more because I wasn't listening. And I said, hey, we're just going to stop for a minute and we're going we're gonna to go figure some things out. Hey, everybody stop what you're doing. Let's go get with God. And I, and I remember going, you know, telling them that and, 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 and just trying to get my mind wrapped around all that was going on. And I watched Cass and Cass was, he's got his truck and his trailer. And I mean, he's got roping dummies and stick horses in this trailer and probably Ziggy tied to the bumper and a, a old cow skull tied to the front, you know, and he, he's not, he ain't, he has no worry in the world. He is getting after it. I mean, people are pulling in there and he's pointing and telling them and, you know, Seth, poor old Seth and uh, Coy, you know, he, he thinks he's the boss, you know, it's like, and he'll come telling them something. I say, hey, you don't get to say that. I, you know, that you don't sign the checks. We do, you know. So, uh, But he, he don't have a, he, it doesn't matter to him because to him, his daddy's got it under control. This is my daddy's ranch and he's got it under control. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. And cast trust, just like I, I have to learn to trust that my dad has it under control. Come on, that's good. And, 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 and he can just go about his day and tearing things up and doing whatever. You know, I always tell people he can make gentle cows and horses run smooth away, you know. <laughs> and uh, if, they, if they're not wild when they get there, they'll be wild when they leave. <laughs> and, uh, but know his word. In Romans chapter 12, verse 1, it says, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you may present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, in which, you, uh, in which, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable in the perfect will of God. And I want to encourage you, stand with me as we... Get ready to close. I'm going to go ahead and close and, and uh, just go ahead and stand with me. But in Deuteronomy 28, it talks about the promises of God. And I mean, it, it's, it's the obedience and the disobedience. And when you're obedient, you're, you come under a promise. And when you're disobedient, you come under a line of curses. And, and, and yes, I know diesel's five dollars a gallon. I, we just passed it, and and I wrote and I wrote this message a week ago, and it was like four fifty, and now it's like five fifty. You know, so I had to go back and scratch that four fifty out, put five fifty. You know, so it's going up, and it keeps going up. You know, and, and fertilizer. You know, we talked about fertilizer, where they're thinking that fertilizer, maybe uh, Joshua had figured maybe fertilizer would get to where hay is one hundred and fifty dollars a bale. Right now, I'm getting forty dollars a bale. You know, are given given forty to keep the cattle fed, and and it's like God, what what is going on? Like, do I need to sell? Do I need to, what do I need to do, God? And and feed and groceries, and it's just all these things coming against us right now. Like, you can't get biscuits, 
you know, like you can't get biscuits in the store, Taylor. We were, Taylor Googled, hey, how come there's no biscuits in the store, you know? And, uh, but you know, all these things are, they're, they're coming, you're, you're facing these things right now. And, and uh, as long as God's in control, you don't have to worry about it. As long as God's in charge and you're doing what you're doing and you're, uh, diesel can get to whatever it wants to, fertilize. My, the Bible says my livestock will be blessed. And I can, I'll plant the seed, but God makes it grow. You know what I mean? And so I have to remind myself, it says be renewed. Renew your mind. Tell yourself, hey, it's, it's tough out there right now. You know what? Get you some iron. Get somebody to sharpen that iron with and renew your mind with that person. Because, hey, it is tough, and it, it's, it is. But you know what? God's in control here. And, and you're going to have to remember that. I am blessed and highly favored. In, in Deuteronomy 28, if you read that, it says, I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm the head and not the tail. It says, I will lend to many nations and borrow from none. And you, you sitting in here today, you, you write that down. It says, I'll lend to many and borrow from none. It may not look like it right now, and it may not feel like it, but it doesn't matter. We're, we're not tied to the world system. We're tied to the God. We're tied to the kingdom system. Have a kingdom mindset. Who's in control and who, who are you following? In Psalms 37, verse 25, it says, I have been young and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken nor see begging bread. And I, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know what that meant. You know what I mean? You, you you go through these times and you're like, I don't know what that means. I, I ain't lived that, you know. But I'm I'm I wouldn't say I'm old, but I'm getting to, I'm getting through these battles. And it was like every time you go through uh, come up against something, hey, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. The Bible, God said He'll never leave me nor forsake me. And He may feel like David was saying a thousand miles that direction, and you took one more step, and it's like where you know I don't even know if I'm hearing from God right now. But he says, I'll never, that's a promise of God, just like in Deuteronomy 28. That is a promise. You write down, a, you go in your Bible, you write that down. It's a promise of God. He says, I'll never lead you for, leave you nor forsake you. And no matter what. And uh, it, David had talked about Elijah and his servant surrounded by the, that was so good. You know, we think, man, you walk outside and, and Elijah and his service in, uh, in the tent and, and, his, and the army surrounding him. The boy goes out there and he says, he comes back in. He says, they're surrounded. We're surrounded. And right now we feel surrounded. You know what I mean? It feels like we're the only good guy in a thousand miles. You know, this church or, you know, you just feel like you're surrounded. We are surrounded. And, and he comes back in. He gives a report and he says, boy, go back out there and look again. You know what I mean? Go back out there and look. And he says, and he said there was chariots of fire around the mountaintop. And so just when you think you're surrounded, go back out there and look again. And uh, we all have our own walk with God. And you never know the load that the people are carrying around you. You know, like I tried to carry that load of just depression and fixing it. And and I, I don't know why, but I, I, I just felt like we're, I'm not a depressed person. I, I don't know if you're battling depression in here. I really feel like God wanted me to camp out on that a little bit this morning. But that I, um, God wants to get that off of you. That don't you don't you don't wear that. You don't take it around. God says, "Hey, 
this morning, we're going to get rid of that, and you you go sit at my table, and I'm going to start feeding you in the presence of your enemies. And so I want to encourage you. I don't know who that's for, but I'm telling you right now, God, it ain't God. Don't want that on you. God, that, that, He don't want that on your life. No matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through this morning, God don't want that on you. And it ain't from God. And God ain't going to saddle saddle you with something that's not from Him. And so just this morning, um, I know even getting to bring the word here, uh, when the when the chaos is breaking loose, and I and you know we just was I was just like, hey, we'll just quit. You know, we're gonna we're just gonna quit. Because we ain't, whatever, we, we're, we're doing it wrong. <laughs> uh, after I feel like I'd messed up, this, this, this holds me up. This gives me purpose. This gives me drive. You know, my mom called me the other, other day, and she's like, hey, you're going to preach at your great aunt's funeral tomorrow. And I was like, tomorrow? You know, like, you could have told me this, you know, three days ago. And, and it was like, I'm in the middle of chaos. I'm over here singing, you keep on getting better, and... It ain't getting better, you know what I mean? Like, now I got to go preach my aunt's funeral, and you know. But, hey, she said that, you know, we're having these conversations like, what are we doing? What, what, why is this going on? Why, why is all this happening? And, and, the, and my mom called, and she said, you know, she watched your sermons every Sunday. Every Sunday she pre- you preach, she never missed one of your sermons. You know what I mean? And, and it was like, you know what, I can't not go do that. So whatever's going on right now, hey, sit at the table and God's going to feed your enemies this morning. Father, we just thank you for today. Father, we thank you that even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, Father, we'll fear no evil. And Father, that that you'll, you'll prepare a table for us in the presence of our enemies. And, 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 and all we need is an attitude of gratitude. All we need is all we have, Father God. And if when we bring that, you just bless us, Father God. We thank you for what you're doing here today. We thank you for what you're doing in our lives, Father. No matter what it looks like or what it feels like, Father, there is a there is a time and a season and then for every purpose under the sun. And we just thank you for it. We thank you for today in Jesus' name. Amen. We are so glad that you chose to tune in with us this week. We hope that today's message left you challenged, encouraged, and inspired. If you enjoyed today's message and would like to hear more, you can find us wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts, as well as on YouTube. Thanks again for listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast.